Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom fashions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Hey, in a couple of months, I am going to be hitting the big 5-0. Can you believe that? 50 years of living. And for my 50th birthday, I want to have you to my house. Yep, you. Well, maybe you. Ten ladies are coming over for the weekend. I'm inviting women from all over the country to come to my house for a weekend of relaxation, sitting by the pool, great conversation, honest conversation, some fruity drinks, and lots of rest. So if you want to be one of those 10 women, shoot me an email, Kathy at the Homegrown Preschooler, or message me on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll see. Maybe you can join us. Guess who else is going to be here? My bestie, Christy. So you'll get both of us for a whole weekend. Hope you're the winner. Hey, we are doing a podcast today, Lessons from the Road. This was the lesson after Cincinnati. I hope you enjoyed Michael Somerville. I loved having him on the show. He's one of my favorites. But after every conference, I take a few days and just kind of decompress. And this week, gosh, there was so much. I kept hearing so many moms say things like, I'm so overwhelmed. I just had my third baby, my fifth baby. Um, I've had moms say, you know, my oldest was walking away from the Lord. I've had moms say, I don't know how you do it. Uh, I'm a minimalist. I, I don't like chaos. I, anyway, it was just all these moms burdened in my sessions. I've received so many emails, more emails this week so far after a conference than in a while. So lots of you with questions and lots of you with heart issues. So what did I do? I grabbed my bestie, made her come over for some coffee or she's drinking hot tea. And we're going to talk about some of these issues that popped up in Cincinnati. She and I were talking about it on the phone. I'm like, you know what? We just need a podcast about this also had so many people tell me that you listen to the podcast. That makes me laugh because I think it's the most hot mess podcast <laughs> on the planet. But thank you for listening. Glad you're here. Um, so get, do you know who that is that's here? Do they know who you are, you think? I don't know. Oh, Christy Montez. And we hadn't seen each other in weeks. No, so. we've been catching up for the last hour and a half. Yeah, and then I said, I'm grabbing my microphone. We're, we're talking about this. This should be a podcast. So here it is. It's a podcast. So, Christy, we're talking about... It's been interesting, right? Since the Duggars came out with their 45,000 kids and counting, <laughs> it seems like that's a trend in the in the Christian yes. community, in the homeschool community, that h- how many kids can we have? Like, could we have 10? Oh, no, I can one-up you. I'll take your 10 and add two. Or, you know, I birthed five, but then I adopted 12. And so, you know, I, I have the most. And look, I'm not making light of big families. I've got a bazillion. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the Lord does call us to have children. And you said, hey, how do we talk about this? Yeah. Tell them what you said. Ever want to tell people how many kids to have or what's good or what's not good. But it is something to look into and to really think all the way through. Yeah, I think that's it. I, gosh, I talked to this one mom this weekend and she had three biological children, autistic, all three. So then they decided to adopt or foster, and they had several they had adopted, and she was holding a brand-new baby they were fostering and considering adopting. And this mama, the look on her face, I really just wanted to wrap my arms around her, hand her a glass of wine, and say, let it go. Just cry, because you could see almost, I don't know if it was fear, it was 
anxiety. It was being overwhelmed. It was, she wanted to say yes, and she was saying yes, but it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. And so we're not here to make a decision for you. We're not here to tell you have this many kids. It's different. And for one person, two kids is a lot. That's right. For another person, 10 kids is not a lot. So that's not what we're trying to do. No. But I do think we want to talk openly and honestly about what we've seen. Right. We're further down the road than you. We're, we have kids in their 20s. I've got one, some in their 30s. We see it a little more. It's funny. I might have said this before, but it's worth repeating. Knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Yeah. And the older we get, the more I see the difference. Wisdom isn't that we have more knowledge than you. We've just lived it. Right. We, we've lived it with the knowledge. So that's what we want to share today. So know our heart. Not here to tell you other than our opinion on what we've seen. Right. Um, so, Chrissy, what are some things you've seen from families that either have had lots of kids or moms who are overwhelmed or you want to share a little bit? Um, I've seen lots of different things. I've seen, you know, people who are just truly, truly called and are comfortable with lots of kids. They don't mind the chaos. They, you know, but then I've also seen moms who have decided to embark on this journey because they were told it's what they needed to do. They felt as though this was their spiritual contribution. They had their babies. And then as soon as they were born, they decided it was just too much to kind of train them all along the way. And so they grow up untrained. And, and you know, I think that's a hard thing because I think God does tell us it's a blessing, but he also calls us to train who he gives us. We can't just let them go because it's too much work or it's 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 more than just having them. You it got, is. You know, and I think your ideal when you're young and you don't have a lot of kids, your ideal and you think, I kid will ha- never scream in public. Right. <laughs> right. Or I can handle all this and I can yeah. do all this stuff and I can, you know, and I think that kind of goes back to some of the podcasts we've talked about. You know, you you have to really be comfortable with yourself and really know yourself and what you are able to handle. So, Kate, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. If you're able to handle one and you feel like that's it, there's no judgment. No. I tell you what, there might be judgment. Let's be honest. But it doesn't mean you have to feel it. Right. Just because someone's throwing judgment on it on you does not mean you have to take on that and be shameful. Right. Because I think it's so much more admirable, admirable to know yourself and know one is my limit, two is right. my limit. That's what I can handle. That's what my um, you know brain can handle. That's what my heart can handle. That's what my physical body can handle. But what I'm seeing... I'm seeing so many people jump in, mm-hmm. well-meaning, and then come back and sit in my conferences and say... I'm a minimalist. I don't like noise. I don't like mess. And I'm like, you should have taken on a fish. Right. I mean, to be real blunt. I mean, not to hurt your feelings, but gosh, being a kid is dirty, messy, noisy work for them. So being a parent, Mm -hmm. it is willing to put up with dirty, messy, noisy work and get in the trenches to train them through turning that dirty, messy, noisy work into healthy, adjusted adult who can, you know, effectively communicate and share their feelings and love the Lord and be who they're meant to be, but it's work. It doesn't just happen by osmosis, just by parent, child, it's done. It is. And I don't think, I think that it's very easy to look at people who have lots of kids and think they're much more spiritual. Yes. Because they've had 
more children. I I think it's a, a dangerous place to be when we measure our spirituality on how many kids we have for lots of reasons. For starters, you know, there is lots of infertility in this day and age. And when we start measuring our spirituality that way, think of the moms who can't have babies, for one thing. What do we say to them? They're not as spiritual? I think that's a dangerous place to be. Absolutely. And then if we measure our spirituality in that, when it doesn't turn out like we think it should, because we have to be minimalist minimalist because it's too much, it's too exhausting, we don't have the time, we, we just are not that type of person, then what... If we have used that to measure our spirituality, what does that say about our spirituality? If we don't do it as well as we yeah, think we should. Absolutely. You know, and then I think where that's are we? dangerous because I think that it hinders your walk with the Lord instead of it being a help. So what do we do? What do we do to those moms who are sitting here and they're like, I just had my third baby and I'm completely overwhelmed. Yeah, you probably are. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard. And I think the fear is, is that we feel as if we've got to walk into church on Sunday, all having it together with our three kids in tow, with a smile on our face, saying this is great. Yeah. So I think don't get caught in that trap of faking it. Yeah. Of trying to think you've got to live up and assuming that your neighbor does it with her three kids well. And oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? Because you can't even get a shower. That's right. Much less school your kids. And then somebody's putting pressure on you to school them a certain way. Right. What do you, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm getting anxious <laughs> talking yeah, about it. It's hard. Thinking about these young moms who are beating themselves up day after day after day because their kids are not obeying, their kids are exhausting, they're, they're exhausted. I, I just want to go s- scream through, I don't know, the street saying, it's okay to stop having a lot of kids. Right. It if you're at your limit, yeah. do not, you know, you got to know what your limit is. And like, like Kathy said, it, it's different for everybody. It may be one for you. It may be 10 for somebody else. I mean, but I know for myself, you know, I, you know, I have four. I, I might've had another one had I started earlier. And you tried to adopt another and one. And I did try and adopt another one and we lost him, but I, um, you know, I know, and, and I was just having this conversation with one of my kids the other day, and I just said, you know, to be honest, that was my limit. I knew that that was my limit. And I had a lot of friends that were in the quiverful movement, and, you know, and some of them do a great job. Um, but I, I just, for me, I know my limit. If I want to be attentive to my husband like I want to be, um, and he, you know, is a psychologist, and so he has a very taxing emotional job that he needs me available. And and my girls can ask Kathy; they are um, they talk to their mama all the time. In fact, we had to stop the podcast earlier when we did it because my one daughter called me, and then my other daughter called me twice. <laughs> so. You know, I think that, you know, for me, I was telling this to my third one. For me, that was all I could handle. I just couldn't handle. To, I knew that I didn't have enough emotional energy to deal with more than that. And and that's so. the thing I'm worried about. Even um, one of my daughters, uh, Grace, and again, my kids have given me permission to share their name and tell their stories. And I'm thankful. But we were with some friends last week and she was sharing with them how as a young girl, she didn't feel love because her mom was always taking care of her younger siblings. And we might want to go, what are you talking about? I loved you. I, I was there for you. But but that's how she felt. Right. 
And I've so heard that a lot too. I've heard it a lot. And the more I'm paying attention, the more I realize I'm hearing it. Like I'm hearing it in these families where kids are growing up in large families and they're saying things like, man, my parents, my mom was just so busy feeding everybody. She didn't have time to talk to me. Yeah. Or I'm walking away from the Lord because I saw what that chaos looked like in my family and it didn't look like Jesus. And so I don't want Jesus because mm-hmm. it was preached at me, but it wasn't lived out because it was just chaos. And again, we're, we don't know your home and chaos might be, you know, different for everyone, but we know chaos isn't good for children. Right. It just isn't. Right. And again, this isn't to shame you or to put guilt on you, but it is to help you pray through it, think through it, be honest with yourself about your family and be honest and ask yourself some tough questions. Mm-hmm. And I think too, if you, um, and I say this sensitively, you have to, and you don't know me, so you don't know my heart, but I think if you are the type of woman that feels done that you, and I know that God gives us the strength that we don't have in ourselves to do things. But I think if your husband is the type of husband, and I don't know if any of you are doing that, if you have that kind of a husband, but that he says you are having this many children, you are, you know, I think that you need to appeal to your husband and, and, he loves you and and tell him that you just think it's the it's enough. You know, you just can't do any more. Yes, and I think I get heartbroken on this and gosh, I have a feeling we're going to I hope we're not upsetting you. I hope you you have you do know us now at this point. You know me and you know Christy to know that we are saying these things for you because we're for you. We're for you as a young mom and and we want you to make it through this stage. Be careful with that. Be careful um, letting your husband dictate. We're not saying to be a disobedient, but it's a partnership. It is, and I get submission, and you know, people have different views on that. But I believe it is a mutual submission that you are to love one another and put one another first and think about one another first. If we are thinking about each other first, then your husband would want you to be okay. And so he'll listen to that. So again, share honestly and vulnerably that that's where you are. It is so much better to do that beforehand than to find yourself in a situation where you are completely overwhelmed. Now, look, we all get overwhelmed at times, right? right? Well, there are always going to be- normal. That is normal. Where we all have moments of, what are we doing? I think I want to stay in my closet all day and hide. But if those moments are becoming days and those moments are becoming weeks, you got to tell somebody. You got to talk to somebody about it. And before you continue adding to your quiver, you need to have an honest conversation about it with yourself and with your spouse. Well, and, and, you know, even if you decide I would like more children, but I need to not have them so close together. Right. I mean, we live in an age where that definitely is, I mean, you know, you can, you can spread them out. You know, you really can. People are having babies older and, you know, it's an okay thing. I think you just have to really analyze in yourself what is it, what is it that's driving that in me. To, is, is it that I feel that this is going to make me more spiritual? 
Or is it that I feel God is completely calling me to this? Right. And hey, if God is calling you to this, by all means, Absolutely. he will give you the strength yeah. and you need to do it. But I think that, and we've talked about this too, you know, don't ever adopt a child if you think that you are going to rescue a child. Oh my goodness. You know, yes. because it's 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 a hard job. If you feel called to adopt, then you adopt. But you there's do. lots of ways to take care of adopted kids That's without right. being the one to adopt. That's too. right. There's so many ways you can do that. Um you know. So I think it's it's something that you have to be called to and really get before the Lord and ask Him if this is your calling. Um, because because if it's not, um, you know... Then, don't feel guilt no, to do it. No. Don't, and don't compare. It goes back to, we compare. Well, so-and-so's doing it. Look how well she does it. Well, you, well number one, you don't know. Right. We don't know how well she's doing That's it. Right. We know how well she's putting it out there that she's doing it, but we don't know. And... No one can do it all. We do know that. We do know those right. people don't exist. I think Jesus is about the only thing person that can do it all, and we're not Jesus. That's right. So we know that no one is doing that. The other thing you've got to remember is that not only is it taxing to have so many close together when they're little, but if you think that once you're done with that stage, it's over, some more reality. Having so many teenagers yes. that close, I've got two 18-year-olds and a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old right now. It is exhausting. I think I am more exhausted now than when they were little. Hate to tell you. It's a different exhaustion, it but it's a an emotional exhaustion. It's worried about them. They are making big decisions. Now we're talking about sex. We're talking about drugs. We're talking about um, college. We're talking about big decisions that kids are having to deal with all around us. Yep. Even in the homeschool community yeah. that we are all having to address and have these tough conversations. And again, Christy and I've talked about that because we started having conversations with our kids when they were little. Now they will come to us with these big conversations and we're so thankful. Doesn't mean they're easy. Right. They're tough. They're tough to be the one, the kid. They're tough being the mom. So it is so important, you guys, just to make sure that this is where you're supposed to be, and then to be prepared for it, just to be prepared for it. And I, again, I don't know that you're fully prepared. It's one of those things until you experience right. it, but you've got to have some realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. So let's close up and talk about that. What are the expectations that we think these moms should have? About these expectations, uh, oh, we again, Christian and I are a little nervous about this one um, because we feel like we are really sharing our heart. And we want you to hear it, but. It's because we're now seeing these kids grow up. We're seeing these kids grow up in large families that, to be honest, we're, I'm just going to say it, that they feel like their parents spend so much time talking about Jesus and trying to teach them, but they're not living it out. And, oh. Uh, that's a hard one because there are days I don't live it out, yeah. you know, but I want that. I want to go after, and I say this all the time in my talks, my goal for my kids are two. I want, I want my kids to know that they are loved, that they are loved, they are loved, they are loved, unconditionally loved by their mom and by Jesus, their family and by Jesus, so that they can go out and love others. And then number two, my goal is for them to be who they were meant to be. I don't know what that is, but it's to help them figure that out. I, gosh, it's that simple. So how do I live that out for them? How do we live that out together? Um, so be careful. We have to all be careful. We do. What we, we what we say, Chrissy's alarm, we got to wind it up. That's her alarm that we got to finish up. So Chrissy, what are some other expectations? 
I think that you just know that there's going to be chaotic days. There just is. Regardless of whether you have one kid or ten, yeah. um, you're going to have chaotic days and cut yourself some slack. It doesn't, it's not, that is not what defines you. He defines you. Yeah. The Lord defines you. You that is not what defines you. So don't let your clean house or your messy house define you. We're writing a personal study about that, a Bible study uh, right now about that subject, about, you know, looking in the mirror is what it's going to be called. And and where do you get that definition? Where do you, how do you define who you are? And you're right. It's not by how many kids you have. It's not by what your house looks like. It's not by that you're a minimalist. So you don't have a lot of stuff out. Well, kids need stuff. Now, they don't need a lot of stuff. I'm a minimalist, believe it or not. You look around my house right now, I don't have stuff everywhere. I like it simple. But what we know, we need to be developmentally appropriate. So when it comes to kids, they need certain things. Right. So we have to be willing to give up a little bit of our personality right. for kids. I mean, it's we have kids. We're adding people in the house. We have to take care of them. That's right. And you know what? They will have different personalities than you have. So, yes. So some regard, you have to look at their personality and you have to embrace the way God made them because otherwise they will always feel like they didn't measure up to your standard. Remember, it's not your standard. It's the Lord's mm. standard. And, you know, like Kathy said, you love your kids and love it's Jesus. heart, 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 and live it out. Yeah. They, they will treat wait staff the way you treat wait staff. Yeah. They will treat friends the way you treat your friends. They will treat their spouse the way you treat your spouse. They will learn so much more by watching you than any words you say. So right. you can teach all day long, whether it's academics, whether it's character, whether it's the Bible. But I am telling you, they are going to get so much more by watching and by seeing you model it out. Right. So... Let your words and be and show your kids that you're imperfect. When you screw yeah. up, yeah. tell them absolutely. You know, tell them that you're imperfect because wow, if you pretend you're not and they see that you're not, they see it anyways. Yeah. So you might as well tell them that you're imperfect and tell them that just like them, you're going before the Lord in you know repentance and on your face before the Lord because you cannot do it in your own strength and be intentional yeah. if you are going to go the path of a lot of kids know that your time is going to be limited and you've got to even schedule time for each kid to go after their heart so that they know you are for them cuz kids you know and it's it's the quiet ones the good ones i yes. label yes. <laughs> get that kind of get lost in the shuffle sometimes but we don't want them to grow up and go, you never had time for me. Right. You never made time for me. Right. So be intentional with one child, with four children, with 10 children, whatever your number is, make sure you're investing in each one of them, whether it's car time, whether it's you know reading a time, whether it's tea time that we learned so many years ago from right. Sally Clarkson or you know, whatever your morning basket from Pam, Pam Barnhill, whatever it is, be intentional. Yep. I think that you have to, especially in the ones that don't pursue you. Yes. Because the ones that don't pursue you when you have lots of kids or when you have one, depending on what type of personality you have. Yeah. If you have kids, like I have, you know, two that are just very much, they chase you and they converse with yeah. you and they yep. open it up and they want to talk about it and they want to verbally process through. And then I've got one that is not a verbal processor, but you know what? It's very easy for her to get you know, not, you know, we didn't, we don't address it a lot of times because she's just quiet. And yeah. I had, the I'm other busy. Day, yeah. The other day I had this heart to heart with Jackson and he's like, mom, it's just been a while since we've had one of these talks and I could just feel myself. I'm like, I'm a failure. Right. And that's how I felt. But he was so right. He's off busy. He's my social kid. So 
I haven't pursued him. I've kind of let him go and be like that and assume maybe he didn't want that with me. Oh, no, they want it. Mm-hmm. They want that time with you. And I and so it was a renewed um, just determination in me to make sure I'm pouring into him right. and that I'm giving each child their time. And don't assume when they get to be teenagers that they don't want that. They need it more than they need that from us and um, from our husbands. They need that pouring into. So again, we got to we got to close it up. Chrissy's got to run kids out, but I hope you feel encouraged and not beaten down by this one. If you've got questions for us, email us Kathy at thehomegrownpreschooler.com. Um you can shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. Our heart is for you, yes. right? I mean, one more yes. time. Our heart is for you, for your children, yeah. and for the Lord. Absolutely. You know, we want you to be everything that you can be and what the Lord intended you to be, not what someone else yes. told you you had to be, because so. God tells us who we are. So be encouraged. Know that we are just two imperfect moms over here trying to live it out, and um, we hope that our wisdom but it's because we're a few years down the road from you. We'll encourage you and help you on your journey. Hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.